For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Or you could wait another month at this point and just bet on NBA games if you wanted to. But they have everything from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It literally never closes. So head on over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, welcome into this week's Believe in Wizards podcast. Full disclosure, we are recording this in advance of free agency, and uh, because it's the Thanksgiving week, Larry and I are going to take uh, take some time to ourselves and our family a little bit to recharge after all the post draft stuff too. So, uh, if if any of these names here that that we go through have been signed by the time you hear this, please don't hold it against us. Uh, we were we were doing this in the dark a little bit here. So so Larry, last week we talked a little bit about some free agent uh, center options that the Wizards could go through. I think the other position in need, especially seeing now who they drafted, Denny have the not a true big, but also not a true wing necessarily. So small forward, uh, veteran small forward, still seems like a need to me. Is that an area that you would like to see them address? Uh, for sure, for sure, and I think that that's you know one of the positions that is is obviously uh, of high reward uh, if you get you know if you get the right guy uh, on the wing. So we're just going to run down some names here. It'll be a short episode today for the most part, folks. But we just wanted to to get some names out there for you to mull over in advance of free agency. And, and I'm just going to run down the list. Um, the Athletics. John Hollinger had a, a list of folks that that are at the small forward position, and also just sort of a projection on, you know, from his years in a front office, what he thinks these guys make. So, uh, give or take, you know, a million here to on on some of these guys, but. The, the top name on that list that might actually be in the Wizards price range uh, was Joe Harris. And, and there seems to be less shots and availability for shots in, in Brooklyn these days. Uh, Larry, what do you think about Joe Harris uh, and, and his ability to come in and, and help the Wizards? Well, I definitely think he can help. And it, it's good to see that name is, is you know, on the top of the board. Uh, he's a guy that can shoot the basketball, a guy that's uh, have, has worked on, you know, shooting the basketball off the dribble. So he's not just a catch and shoot guy. So I, I like what, what Joe has been doing. And I think it's his time to, you know, to cash in a little bit. I think he's like a slightly underrated defender too. Like everybody talks about the three point shooting, you know, he's in the low forties every year, but he went to UVA, like he knows positions, he knows where to be. Like he's not the quickest guy, but 
he seems to like understand how to play defense. And I think at this point in the league, that's probably half the battle. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a player in my book. He's he's definitely a player. He's not just uh um I guess he's not just a shooter, right? Mm-hmm. He 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 plays the game. Is that redundant if you bring Bertons back? Like is there enough overlap there, or can you play both those guys together and just have a super spaced out lineup? I think in some sort of a of a rotating role. I mean, it's with some overlap of them being on the court at the same time. I don't think that you could have you can't have enough um shooters, the guys that are willing to make plays on the court, because if they're not shooting, then they're taking up an extra body. If they're willing to move the basketball, then, hey, you can, you can play those guys on the court at the same time. Yeah, the, the Wizards might struggle for enough uh, dribbles of the basketball next year between Wall, Beal, Hatchamore puts it on the floor a good amount. So somebody like that that's a little lower maintenance uh, would be nice. So that sort of makes me uh, a little hesitant about the next name Hollinger had on his list in, in Marcus Morris, former Clipper, obviously, this year, and, and his twin brother, Markeith Morris, obviously a longstanding member of the Wizards. I wouldn't have personally categorized Marcus Morris as a small forward. I mean, maybe the position label doesn't matter a whole lot anymore, but do you see that fit at all? Uh, I, I don't. You know, I, I don't. I think that when we're talking about um, these small fours, I think they have, you know, they need to, the ability to, to make a play. Mm-hmm. And I don't see Morris as a, as a player that is going to, you know, get the hockey assist or, or have that, um, you know, have that, that playmaking process that he can make a play when there's not a lane to, to make a play for himself. I think that that's important. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. And it's not that that makes him a bad player or anything. It's just at this point, this last guy, if you're going to spend the full 9 million mid-level exception, like you got to get this one right, I think, because this is the biggest way you improve your team. Yeah, you're talking about a guy that's not only going to get his job done, but also can help someone else get their job done. And I think that that's, that's the value of the player is who, who's able to do that. So uh, the next name on the list, that's a perfect professional segue there, partner, is uh, Jay Crowder. It's a name that sort of resonated well with the fan base after the run he had in Miami. Uh, and, you know, he's he's been a solid defender. He's made some shots. Uh, what, what do you think about Crowder based on what you saw from him this past year? Uh, well, he got into the heat way and the mentality of, of how they operate and how they do things, and he was very successful. So if he's able to carry that, and space the floor, play defense, take the shots when, you know, when they're there, um, take an occasional shot when it's not there. Um, I think that's a quality name that's on the board. But he has to be, you know, that guy that we've seen, you know, in the bubble, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to keep that sort of process going on. There's that sort of progress going on. Um, and I think it works. Yeah, you nailed it there, I think. that That's the part that would scare me a little bit about Crowder. Uh, like his last year in Utah, like they almost exclusively played him as a power forward, and he looked slower to the point where I had to like Google how old he was because I'm like, wow, I don't remember Jay Crowder being old enough to be kind of on the downslope, and, and he's around 30. So uh, last year in Memphis, he shot in the high 20s. This year in Miami, he shot in the high 45-ish range for, for threes. Kind of evens out somewhere in the middle for his career. But like you said, if you can get the, the post-heat culture crowder, I think that might be one of the ideal fits. 
Uh, next name on the list here is is actually my personal favorite of this list, and Justin Holiday. Made 40% of his threes last season. He's not the most athletic or dynamic, but he's got good length, smart, knows how to play. The thing I, I like the most here, Larry, uh, is the durability. I, I was a huge Marcin Gortat guy because he was the Iron Man for the Wizards. And given all the issues you've had with Wall and Beal from a health perspective in their careers, that's the kind of guy I would love to have, just like a solid, steadying presence. What do you think about Holiday's game? I think that that's a quality name uh, because, again, I don't think that you're necessarily asking these guys to do too much. I think you're going to ask them to, to do their job, and that's going to be um, make sure you space the floor, you know, be consistent with your shooting, take the shots that uh, you work on in practice. And I think that he's a guy, a low-maintenance guy, that if you have that conversation with him, he's going to execute that job to the fullest and not have any sort of pushback. So you have to watch. Again, you talk about culture, who you're bringing in, but that's a name and from everything that I've, I've known and, and heard about uh, Holiday is that he'll, go, he'll come in and do his job, but he also can do his job at a, at, a, at a nice clip. And when you talked about helping other people out too, I think part of the biggest thing for the Wizards is just maybe he's not like the lockdown option on the wing, but at the very least, uh, he could be the guy that is at least in the right spot and you don't have to worry about him you know, being out of place or running around crazy, trying to close out on people, like uh, just just knowing where he is at all times, I think would make everybody else's life easier. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just it. You talk about like these, we used to call them back in the day, utility guys. And, mm -hmm. you know, that are able to do a little bit of everything to help the team be successful. And right now guys are being paid a lot of money to to be utility guys. So sometimes you get a little bit more added onto your plate. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, you know, that's a quality, that's a quality name that you could, you could look at and say, he's going to be there. He's going to compete at a, at a, at a high level. He's not going to demand uh, too much maintenance. He's going to go out and do his job. And as you're building the team, I mean, that's, that's what you want. So of the three names we've liked so far, you've got Joe Harris probably might be on the top end of their price range, maybe a little above the mid-level exception, but yep. holiday and, and Crowder should be in that. If you had to pick one of those three, do you have a favorite? Um, I'd say probably Joe. I mean, if I had to pick out, out of, out of those three, um, you know, he's, he's ready to win and he has the ability to shoot the basketball. And I think that there, there's, there's value there of not just bringing in someone that's signing uh, for a big check, uh, but also has goals to, to win and also have come, you know, come from some winning. Uh, but, but now they're on that platform to, you know, to, to try to help a team really win. I would have to double check. I think he's probably the youngest of the three also. So that probably, uh, you know, gives you a little bit more chance of maybe you resign him after the original deal or, or something like that. But uh, the next couple names were a little lower down on, in, in terms of price tag. Uh, Josh Jackson, former lottery pick from Kansas projected to earn somewhere around six ish million. Uh, had some troubles, you know, hasn't necessarily fit in. Uh, the way that you would hope a top five pick would. Uh, have you seen much of Jackson? He's probably the guy on this list I've seen the least of personally. I've seen him, seen him growing up, man. Okay. Seen him growing up. He's uh, in the same uh, class as, as Jason Tatum. Hmm. And I've watched him be pretty much one, two, or three in their high school class with uh, Harry Giles and Jason and, and uh, Josh Jackson. 
And I mean, he's a quality player, and I think that he has he had his struggles, and I think that's something that he'll need to continue to work on. And obviously, I think he he hasn't been as consistent of a shooter yeah. as the NBA would 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 like. But I like that kid, man. I I, I like um, what he brings to the table. I like his his fight, and I think that he has to get into a group that's going to help him grow and mature. And I think he's done that, um, you know, in, in the G League situation. And now he's probably looking for a, a permanent home. And if he's gotten everything in, in line as far as on his personal side, I think that that can help him, you know, lock in and work on his basketball game more. But I, I, I like that name and I like that kid. He's got the build. He's got the length. Like, you know, when he was at Kansas, at the very least, I I did see him a good amount in college. He, he had a little bit of the junkyard dog kind of thing going on. Like I would, I would like to see somebody with a little scrap to him. So I like that. The next couple names on the list here, uh, you've got Kent Bazemore, uh, who played part of the year in, in Portland before getting traded for Trevor Ariza, uh, Mo Harkless and, and Rodney Hood. Those guys were all kind of in the five ish million dollar price range. Uh, Bazemore slowing down maybe a little at 31 Shot a really good percentage from three for most of his career, but the two-point number fell off a cliff this last year. Probably not a great sign. Harkless, a little bigger, not as great a three-point shooter. Uh, Rodney Hood, probably the best scorer of that group, but the worst defender. Any any of those seem like viable options to you? I, I like Mo Harkless. Yeah, I, I, I like what he, what he brings to the table as a guy with some size that can stretch the floor. Uh, he competes on the defensive end. And again... We got to make sure that the culture is right where these guys are, are coming into because we've seen them be more successful in places and not in others. And a lot of that has to depend on, you know, what group is around them and, and what sort of support that they have. But I, I like that name. I like Mo out of, out of those three for sure. And then you have uh, the next couple names are, are all sort of a little, they have some positives, but a little more question marks. A guy I watched a little bit of, Wesley Awundu, playing out of the Orlando Magic, more of a career backup. He's in his mid-20s at this point, but starting to shoot a little better, really long, um, has some ball skills where a lot of these guys are maybe more just kind of catch-and-shoot only. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Wesley at all? I have not. I have not. He, he's He's been hidden behind uh, Isaac and Aaron Gordon, I think, a good amount, which which makes that tough. Stanley Johnson, James Innes, both guys that you could probably get for the biannual exception. Uh, Johnson hasn't really shot it at an NBA level. Ennis shoots it okay, but probably not the dynamic player otherwise. And then we're getting into some, some you know, retread names overall here, I, I would say. And Gerald Green, Glenn Robinson, Torrey Craig, Marco Bellinelli, CJ Miles, Thabo Cephalosha that are like minimal Minimum uh, veteran, minimum deal guys. Any, any of those names that you would consider for kind of roster depth? Um, I mean, I think that that board is is very long. Um, but if I had to pick a name off of, off of our list, yeah, you know, I, I like what Glenn Robinson the third has, has done. He's been a guy that's that's been kind of bounced around, but he goes out and competes, and he can make a shot. Uh, he, sh- he shot it a little bit better this year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean that that name sticks out, and you got a Marco who's, I mean he's seasoned, and I think that he can come in and obviously do spot duty. Who's comfortable doing that? You got to watch out for these younger guys and and their spot duty. They get disinterested in what's going on, so you just gotta, 
uh, keep an eye on that as, as you go up as far as that, how, you know, what sort of role these guys can play to make sure that they're not looking for something different. I think a Stanley Johnson is, is a guy that may need a situation where he can go out and showcase what he can do, whether they're winning or losing. I don't think he would, would probably, <laughs> probably care at this point. He has to show what he can do or, or the league closes the doors really fast. So I would think that a Glenn Robinson the third or a Marco just because, you know, those guys are going to understand what their roles are. I kind of liked Torrey Craig just because he'd been a productive member for Denver. Like, you know, not expecting him to come in and start for us the way he did for them some this year. But uh, doesn't shoot a great – doesn't uh, doesn't do anything particularly great at this point. But he's also not going to, like, lose you games and – uh, if that's kind of your your last, you know, veteran minimum pickup guy, I think you could do worse than somebody like that. Yeah, and I think that that position is about defense and about the ability to switch and the ability to guard multiple positions. I know shooting is is definitely a premium. You want to get a guy, you know, that can shoot the ball. But when you get to the bottom of that roster, right, you 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 know you you really don't even want that guy shooting the basketball. So I think the ability to switch in guard multiple positions or if they're a tenacious rebounder or something that changes the game, um, a, a five-foot point guard, right? I mean, any, something that changes yep. the game when you get that low in the roster is going to be more benefit. Yeah, giving guys a different look is, is always a good way to, to kind of make them, uh, you know, change up what they're doing too. All right, everybody, that's the list of small forwards for the Wizards. You know, by the time you hear this, they, they may have landed on a name or two. So uh, let us know how we did. And at the very least, it'll give you a sense for uh, what, what, we've, uh, what we've picked up and what they're getting out of them. So, uh, Larry, thank you very much for the time, as always. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and I will talk to you when we have uh, some more free agents to, to add to the team. Thank you, Matt. You do the same, man. Happy holidays to you. So Larry and I just went through the small forward options that are, are most likely or realistic to to be eventual wizards or, or what we think should be eventual wizards. But one of the things we didn't go through when we talked about small forwards were, were guys that were technically classified as shooting guards, but you know three guard lineups are a bigger thing now, and and realistically they have the size or or the defensive ability or the athleticism to to also play you know at the small forward position at least for for part of the time. So guys that could also be available for them in the mid-level exception that you might see them give consideration to uh, Chicago Shaquille Harrison. I mean, they cut the Phoenix cut Jordan Crawford to, to sign the guy. It was a Hollinger note. I thought that was a pretty good case for somebody like that, but he's just sort of a weird player, you know, not really solid in terms of offensive role, but he guards like crazy. I think somebody like that might be, you know, he might be hungry enough for defense that, that someone like that gets some consideration uh, Alec Burks is another guy. He's got the, you know, he seems kind of similar to me in, in terms of what Troy Brown would do. So I wouldn't advocate for that. But any of these guys that at least shoot it at a reasonable level and and play a little bit of defense would, would be in consideration for me at the very least. Malik Beasley, that played most of his career in Denver, is now a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves or was this past season. You know, Beasley's a guy that I, I would consider. He's he's a shooter. He can score in transition. Uh, you know, shaky on ball uh, was a quote that Hollinger used that scares you a little bit, but when he's locked in, he's a pretty good defender and, and he's got the, you know, the, the motivation here, I think, to try to earn a bigger deal, you know, next year or a longer term. So, so maybe someone like that gets a little bit of consideration. 
And the next couple of names are guys that I would personally steer clear of. Somebody like a Contavious Caldwell-Pope. I know he performed a little bit better down the stretch for the Lakers, but so much of his career was was frustrating for me to watch. I don't know that I would love to see him in a wizard uniform. Uh, somebody like Wes Matthews, I think, is a name that could get real consideration at this point. And, and I should have included him on our list with Larry. You know, technically size-wise, he is more of probably a small forward, but at this point in his career, he's a little slower, a little more physical, and he's got the strength that he really is uh, a small forward probably by definition at this point, a small, small forward. Uh, low volume, he's just going to be solid. He knows how to play. I don't think there's going to be the ego there. Obviously, he was a at the time like an almost max player, I want to say, or close to max player when the Dallas Mavericks picked him up. He's a couple injuries removed, including an Achilles, but – He's a solid enough shooter. He shot around 36%, and he's just going to give you some physicality and some toughness. So for my money, if you could get a guy like Wes Matthews for somewhere around the mid-level exception, or not the mid-level exception, half of the mid-level exception, like 4 or $5 million, or even for less, for something like the biannual exception, around three, uh, that's a guy that that I would really hope that, that we're keeping our keeping our options open around. And you know, then there are some other names out there that just uh, is Avery Bradley still able to produce at this level? Uh, that's questionable. We didn't get to see him in the bubble, so not really sure where he's at. And uh, Garrett Temple is a name that I got to be very upfront. I did not love his on-court production when he was a wizard, but he is by all accounts like the perfect off-court guy. So if you were going to sign someone to a veteran minimum, you know, maybe he gives you that locker room stuff and occasionally could come in and play some spot minutes and and give you a little productivity. So those are a couple of the names. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be upset to see Jordan McRae back in a Wizards uniform. I actually really liked Jordan by the time he was here, and he ended up in uh, you know, Detroit at the end of the season and, and just sort of didn't really get the opportunities he, he wanted after being cut by Denver. So, you know, if it were me, like I, it's sometimes it's the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. And at the very least, the Wizards know what they're getting from McRae. He's well liked. He's good in the locker room, and and he just worked hard. He's a guy that came up through the G League, so uh, that's a reunion I personally would like to see of these guys that, that we're talking about. You know, when we start to get down into this price range, uh, you know, I'd rather see McRae back than somebody like Courtney, Courtney Lee, who's almost thirty five years old, like. They're going to fill this roster out with somebody, uh, and and I've just got to be honest, I don't want it to be someone like J.R. Smith at this point. So uh, at least McCray uh, could could maybe come in and, and give you some points off the bench when you needed them. So just wanted to to full uh, fully fill out that list for everybody as we head into free agency. Again, thank you for listening. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving is a time when you talk about what you're grateful for. You know, I speak for Larry here too. We're incredibly grateful to be able to to talk about these uh, these players and this team specifically, and most of all, grateful that that you guys are listening. So, as always, you know, rate, review, subscribe. Let us know. We'll probably do a mailbag here soon. So, uh, please hit us up on on social media at Believe in Wizards B L E A V, and we will see you guys uh, after the Thanksgiving uh, break here.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.